It's Thursday, June 28, 2012. This is a, a, a firestorm of epic proportions. Record heat, record wildfires. The amount of rain that we had, uh, the water levels came up so fast, some of the folks didn't have time to actually pack their things and move out. Florida is flooding, so Republicans fiddle with federal flood insurance. Climate change denial industry smackdown and appeals court ruling is good for anyone who breathes. Plus, 80% renewable by 2050. Yep, 80% renewable by 2050. Here in the U.S.? Yeah. Say it ain't so. All of that and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Well, he continues to beat that dead solar horse, uh, some people might say, on the right. Some people like you, Steve Ducey, this is your Constitutional Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, a lesser man might be amused by this. I am not. Climate denier Michelle Malkin and her family have been evacuated thanks to the Waldo Canyon fire near Colorado Springs. I wonder if climate deniers like Michelle Malkin have begun to put two and two together when it's their own livelihoods that are now being uh, threatened by this. Oh, it's only her house, not her livelihood. Her livelihood depends on continuing to deny climate science. (laughs) That indeed. I'm sure she'll start raising money on her evacuation at any moment. Well, you know, the fallout from this extreme weather continues. She's part of the 35,000 people who have evacuated from Colorado Springs, Colorado, to escape that out-of-control Waldo Canyon fire in the extremely dry Rocky Mountains. It's just one of several out-of-control wildfires blasting across the West. As you heard in a press conference on Wednesday, the Colorado Springs Fire Chief Rich Brown called it a firestorm of epic proportions. The local Forest Service incident commander says the record heat wave stalled over the region is making the fight more difficult. The heat combined with the fuels and everything out there creates a situation that's given us problems. The fuels are at record dryness. That record heat wave stretches across the eastern half of the country from the front range of the Rockies through the Midwest and is heading to the Northeast. This week alone, over 1,000 heat records were broken locally, and some towns in Colorado recorded all-time high temperature records. And that's a reminder that back in March, 15,000 records were broken in the spring. The hottest place in the country on Wednesday was Hill City, Kansas, that registered a blistering 114 degrees. That was in Phoenix, right? No, in Kansas. That's uh, Las Vegas, right? Nope. Kansas. 115 degrees in Kansas. In June. It's the opposite problem in Florida. I don't recognize anything now. You just can't believe we're looking at this. A massive amount of water. Tropical Storm Debbie this week turned Florida from drought to flood in one day, dumping more than two feet of rain in some places so quickly that residents were caught in fast-rising floods and had to be rescued, according to local officials. The amount of rain that we had, uh, the water levels came up so fast, some of the folks didn't have time to actually pack their things and move out, so they're having to do it after the fact. As of today, it is now officially the wettest June on record for Tampa, Florida. Climate scientists have predicted for decades that global warming would trigger changes in weather patterns toward a trend of more frequent and intense extreme weather events. Coincidentally, the National Flood Insurance Program, which helped farmers in the Midwest in record flooding last year on the Mississippi River, and that will also help Florida residents right now recover from this week's floods, well, that National Flood Insurance Program expires at the end of this month, but reauthorization of the program for another five years has been blocked in the Senate because of Republican Tea Party Senator Rand Paul, who won't allow a vote on this bipartisan legislation until he gets a vote on an unrelated amendment declaring that human life begins 
the conception. Unbelievable. So he's going to let people uh, lose their houses, lose their insurance. Don't even get me started. I know. Everybody is abuzz about the Supreme Court ruling on health care, but another federal court ruling dropped this week that is arguably as impactful for the nation's future. In a victory for anyone who breathes, the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals has upheld the Environmental Protection Agency's authority to regulate industrial carbon pollution under the Clean Air Act ruling against big industrial polluters in a lawsuit brought by the nation's fossil fuel industry, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, and the National Mining Association, among others. Two important rulings from this. The court upheld the scientific evidence of climate change and the EPA's authority to issue regulations under the Clean Air Act. Interestingly, the Supreme Court probably won't revisit this since the Roberts Court already ruled on it in 2007. Finally, two numbers to remember. 80% by 2050. The U.S. could get 80% renewable energy by 2050, according to a new study from the U.S. National Renewable Energy Labs, using only commercially available technology that's on the market today. You mean investing billions and billions in new technologies that haven't been invented yet? No, it's available today. If we started doing it today, we could have 80% renewable energy by 2050. Yeah, well, we could, except uh, Rand Paul and abortion or something like that. For more on all of our stories today, 80%, huh? By 2050. For more on all of our stories today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider a donation to help the Green News Report stay on the air. We rely on you to keep telling the truth over your public airwaves. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Something like it hot, so let's turn the party till we fly.